I'm Ella Torrance. And I'm Molly Anders. And you're listening to Dig Deeper, a deep dive into the psychological explanations of social experiences, everyday struggles, and philosophical perspectives. As we're almost a year into a pandemic, we thought we'd make a podcast about what we all seem to be lacking, motivation. Motivation for just getting up every day is new experiences. I'm motivated by like that idea of like, okay, there's something that I like want to fight against in the future and I have to build myself into the person that's going to be able to fight against those things. So we know motivation is something that drives us to meet our needs both physically and mentally. But what actually is motivation? So motivation reflects an internal condition. It activates and maintains our behavior and allows us to get what we both need or think we need. One of the main theories that helps us understand motivation is the drive theory, which defines both our needs and our drives. So a need is a state of physical imbalance or an internal deficiency, like a lack of water or oxygen or nutrients. And then the drive would be the aroused motivational state that directs an organism to satisfy a psychological need, like thirst or suffocation or hunger. This all comes from your body's need for homostasis, which is basically the body's tendency to maintain a balanced internal state, equilibrium. So to have all its needs fulfilled so you're not in any discomfort. So in order to maintain this equilibrium, our body is incentivized with uh, internal motivating forces that pull us towards certain actions, but there often is a difference between what we actually biologically need and what we think we need, which often leads us towards incentives like drinking alcohol or eating desserts because we don't actually know what our body needs to maintain homeostasis. I feel like that there is a difference between humans and animals in this sense, as animals are a lot more rational with their needs and their drives. Their nature is to satisfy what they absolutely need. When humans, we can kind of trick ourselves into thinking that we need something. That's really seen in addiction and it can go as strong as like a a really harmful addiction to a substance or it can be an addiction to candy you know so I feel like there's a really big scale but that's unique to humans yeah yeah it's interesting too that all organisms have primary motivations we all seek to survive and oftentimes animals don't have the same sort of complex emotions of secondary motivations like Mm -hmm. drives to be approved socially or to achieve something or to learn something or like have some sort of philosophical realization Oftentimes it seems like that makes us less satisfied than animals. It seems like we meet our needs less because we have so many more complex emotions and needs besides just biology. I can get myself to not procrastinate on like normal stuff, mainly by like figuring out what in it I want to gain from it. I'm doing like a essay, I'm going to write it on something that I actually want to know more about, or I'm going to use a skill that I want to develop for my own personal like career or interest. 
there are some like public policy economics things that I'm really interested in and I know that I have to be a good enough economist and a good enough student and a good enough writer in order to be able to kind of take those things on in the future and so like I'm motivated by like that idea of like okay there's something that I like want to fight against in the future and I have to build myself into the person that's going to be able to fight against those things So within the psychology realm, there is a way to measure motivation, and that is the Maslow hierarchy of needs. So this pyramid basically starts with your most basic needs, and once those are fulfilled, then it goes to more and more like abstract abstract needs. Yeah, exactly. So it starts with your physiological needs, air, food, water, warmth, and then security needs which is basically the avoidance of pain feeling secure having psychological safety and then once you feel secure you are able to long for belongingness and the need for love and have fulfilling social interactions and be accepted by others and then once those needs are all met you can focus on your own self-esteem. Those four needs would be classified as deficiency needs, and then above mm-hmm. that you have growth needs, which would start with your cognitive needs, which is this need to be stimulated mentally, and then above that you have aesthetic needs, which would be the need to have an appreciation for nature and beauty and art, and then at the very top of the realm you have this need for self-actualization, which I think is kind of the human struggle, um, definitely Mm -hmm. above all of your basic needs, but it's this need to realize your fullest potential and to make an impact. And so that's kind of at the very top of the pyramid because it can't really be met unless you meet all of your needs before then. Yeah, and that's part of human evolution. As we evolved as a society, we have made it easy for us to get food and water. So as humans have evolved, we've also evolved in needs and longings. So the pyramid doesn't really soundly explain human behavior. Um, One of the faults of the theory would be that oftentimes higher needs do take priority over lower needs, like people going on hunger strikes or people studying instead of sleeping, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting because it seems like this is sort of proof of human agency, or at least that's how it feels to me in situations like Mm -hmm. this, going beyond evolution and biology and having this human identity that is beyond what you physiologically need. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it it differs from person to person. Mm -hmm. So something that may be a priority to you, like maybe you do really prioritize studying, for example, and another person might value sleep over studying, so they would prioritize different things in their lives. lot of things to do it feels hard to be motivated I feel like there's so much that even if I make progress I still have so much to do like it's not gonna go away like there's just gonna be a lot for a while I procrastinate tasks that I am worried about and like scared of I don't tend to procrastinate things that are like hard but I tend to procrastinate things that are like tricky for me and like sensitive. So kind of bringing it back to the beginning, 
in this state of quarantine or this under stimulation year of lockdown, why is it that we feel so much less motivated now? I think a lot of it, for me at least, focusing on schoolwork and stuff, I've been so unmotivated because I think that the work that I'm doing is very unfulfilling because being at a screen all day, listening to recorded lectures, doing homework, it just seems so pointless because mm. for one, it doesn't feel like I'm actually learning things and two, it doesn't feel worth my time just to be sitting at a computer, you know? Yeah. So I think that since I have that mindset of it's not fulfilling, then I don't have any desire to do it. And I feel like that also bleeds out into just living in a world where we're quarantined most of the time. This overarching lack of motivation results in really intense feelings of boredom and mm -hmm. unfulfillment. That just made me think... It seems like within the past year, especially with school, you need a lot more intrinsic motivation because there's a lot less of this extrinsic social motivation. Obviously, your grades are extrinsic motivation, but you really have to have more of an internal purpose or like meaning for what you're doing or else it, it does really seem pointless. You really have to find your own internal drive because there's not a lot of stimulus outside of yourself right now. Yeah, and there is a actual theory mm -hmm. in psychology and it's called the arousal theory which is an organism's drive to seek and maintain an optimal level of arousal and by arousal I mean the activation of the body and nervous system so if you have perfect arousal it means that you're not bored but you're not over stimulated yeah. So, and everyone has an optimal arousal level, like thrill seekers or people who really like adventure have a higher optimal arousal level mm -hmm. and they get easily bored and it takes more to stimulate them. And then people that are lower on that level prefer safety and predictability and calm. Which, yeah, that perfectly aligns with the idea that if most people perform best at this certain level of arousal and in quarantine, we definitely have less arousal mm -hmm. and less stimulation obviously people would be performing at lower rates and obviously people would be less motivated yeah this can be seen in the yerkes dotson law which is basically that performance on tasks is best when arousal level is appropriate to the difficulty of the task so if your arousal your optimal arousal level matches the arousal level of the task at hand Easy tasks need higher arousal levels, and lower tasks need lower arousal levels. So that also is shown in quarantine. Like for me, the tasks that I'm doing are not matching my optimal yes. arousal state. Yes. So I get bored so easily and I'm not being fulfilled. But some people who are more homebodies and really appreciate that time of isolation and being alone and stuff this is easier for them to deal with but i do think it's gotten to a point where it's not easy for anyone you know yeah, everyone so needs too. more stimulation than they're getting yeah definitely that's just like a human desire a human need to be stimulated So just to make it a little bit more personal, obviously we all have similar physiological needs and safety needs, but for you personally, Molly, what do you feel like 
motivates you in more of a psychological self-actualization way? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Probably creativity, uh, which has really been not fulfilled lately because I'm unable to do the things that normally fulfill that. So for me, it is um, music and it's theater that I am used to doing all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really hard to not be doing that because I am not fulfilling my need to be creative. Mm -hmm. And you feel like that's kind of what drives you? Yeah, definitely. I I had no idea how hard it would be to not have that, but it's proven to be a, a big challenge. That makes sense. I feel like for me, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And I also feel like the need to be like connected to other people Mm. is something that I feel like really drives me. That's why I feel passionate about music or other creative activities because I feel like it creates a community and it's one of those things that you do with other people and that causes you to connect with other people. I feel like that's a really powerful part of life and in quarantine I've realized that sports and music and activities were all meaningful to me because of community that that it created and so it feels really weird to not have that anymore and to try to find other ways of being motivated that even happens in like school like I miss talking to strangers and I miss having I don't know I just like miss meeting new people and having interesting conversations with people that you aren't used to talking to that I like to do because I know that that will make me happy and I feel like people are just trying to be happy. <laughs> That's really it. I mean, it's it's nice to have something to work towards and I also, um, it's things that I actually find joyful. You know, being on a film set is something that I actually find a lot of joy in and so I want to be a person that can do that so that then my job can be joyful to me. So in deciding a major and deciding a career path, something that's really interesting to bring up is the over-justification effect, which is the decline in intrinsic motivation that is the result of getting too much extrinsic motivation, which would basically be making a hobby into a job. So for example, I feel really passionate about film, but I have this fear that going into a career of film would make me less intrinsically motivated to make things that that I find meaningful and more extrinsically motivated to make money. And so I feel like doing things that you feel passionate about in a career form or to make money ruins the (laughs) intrinsic value of it. There's this old prophet Mm -hmm. that says that you should make money to do what you love and not do what you love to make money because once your motivation is to make money, then it's not necessarily, you're not doing it solely because you love it. You you have a secondary motivation. That feels, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. It just feels kind of sad in our culture. So much of our lives is taken up doing work yeah. and making money. And it's such a necessary part of our survival. And, you know, it's the nine to five, five days a week. And so it seems, of course, you want it to be something that you feel passionate about. But then it seems like making it something that you're passionate about kind of ruins it. Yeah, it sucks, but that's the nature of capitalism. Like, yeah, your desires are kind of 
secondary to making money and having a career and giving in to this, like, capitalist agenda. Yeah, it's interesting when you talk about... This is totally tangential, but just, like, (laughs) how much we work and our need to be productive, it seems we do it to be happier and we do it because we're motivated to do it for money but oftentimes it makes us so much less satisfied if you ask an american what they do they'll say their career but if you ask someone in a european culture or actually a lot of other cultures around the world if you ask them what they do they'll say their hobbies because for them that is more of a priority than their career like their career is secondary to what they truly like to do well and that makes sense like they don't identify with their career because it's not their only motivation and they're obviously they have this need to make money but that need is satisfied and then beyond that they have this need higher up on this pyramid that's for more internal belonging and identity mm-hmm. and I feel like that should be the priority like well and we should be given the space to have our needs met like food and water which you need to have through money and capitalism to be secure with our lower needs while also given the time and space to prioritize our higher up needs Mm -hmm. absolutely so we may have went off on a bit of a tangent but to summarize our motivation is a reaction to our internal needs outwardly projecting as drives such as hunger or thirst and humans needs are often much more complex than the need to breathe or eat and cause us to seek things like accomplishment or cognitive expansion or self-actualization and we're the most productive in getting our needs met with the right level of arousal for us to be in our comfort zone without feeling boredom so in this time of quarantine our motivations are put to the test with such a lack of stimulation and extrinsic motivations so be gracious with yourself our needs aren't really getting met so being bored is totally normal and a part of the world we live in today so thank you for listening that was dig deeper um i'm ella torrance and i'm molly anders